Sure. You know, get yeah. your uh, get your beverage. Yeah. You know. I almost got a beer, mug. but I changed my mind at the last minute and just got a glass of water. There you go. Either way, you're <laughs> staying hydrated. So that's, that's true. That's all that really matters, Jared. That's for sure. And I think uh, staying hydrated might actually be step one of avoiding burnout. That's for sure, Jared. That's actually a great point. That's yep. a great point. Do you want? Do you want the theme song? Of course I do. I mean, there's no better way to start it than with a great... The blood, the, the sweat, and the tears, Jared. <laughs> I mean, the amount of burnout I got after trying to write this song, Jared, it took 77 hours, 28 minutes, and 42 seconds. Your services do not go unrecognized. Exactly. We well, thank you here at the Little Podcast. We try. Got to stay humble. That's the key, Jared. Stay I just humble got another. I just got another political text as this song was playing. Oh, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode two hundred and forty-five. I think. Uh, I don't know because I'm so burnt out with this podcast, I can't even keep track of how many episodes we are. Not really. Uh, just kidding. Very happy to be here. And uh, we are going to be talking about uh, burnout today, uh, whether that be with your uh, your job, your education. You know, you get the senioritis as a senior in a high school or even a senior in college. I feel like it might happen in grad school too. I'm not sure if there's a another grad school type of itis, a, a dissertation itis. I'm not really sure, um, but uh, we're going to talk about burnout today and uh, give some tips and tricks on how to hopefully get out of that burnout so you feel uh, reinvigorated and ready to do your thing, uh, whatever that thing may be. So, my partner in crime and my good buddy Jared. Uh, without further ado, what is going on, buddy? Hello. I really hope Chad has some tips and tricks. My plan was just to complain for an hour or mm. so. Wallow in self-pity? Yeah. One of my favorite places to complain, actually, is Twitter. Untranslatable mm. one, the number Spread one. Spread a little love. Um, I, I've, I've once, I, go through, I, I feel like I go through phases on Twitter. And, and the only place I really post are the untranslatable places, like untranslatable podcast on Instagram. Spread a little love. But um, I feel like I go through phases where I never post and then where I'm like actively like like posting and retweeting and I'm in one of those phases right now. It feels good. Mm. Um, but yeah, also, by the way, five-star reviews would be great. Uh, that's a that's a great way, by the way. Spread a little love. Um, please. To uh, Ooh, all sorts avoid, of please and thank yous. To I avoid burnout is to get the accolades, you know? Makes it feel makes it feel good with, with what you're doing. I have a question for you. Speaking mm-hmm. of burnout, I, I, I heard this earlier today, and I was like, I wonder... I mean, this person definitely exp- is probably experiencing some level of burnout, but is the vice president position currently mm-hmm. held by Mike Pence... Is that an essential worker job? Is is he an essential worker? I think most would argue that all politicians uh, would be essential workers. Um, I'm not so sure really? I agree with that. I think a lot of <laughs> okay. I think a lot of people think that. Uh, maybe not. I'm not mm. sure. But um, yes and no. I mean, I think they could be quarantined and doing things virtually. Yeah. Um, what does he do? I, I, but the problem is. So Most of, of what shaking. he does is probably campaigning. That's yep. probably yep. part of the reason why uh, they can't have him down. But yeah, uh, anyway, sorry, I was just wondering that because uh, a bunch of people in his uh, on his team 
got uh, the Rona and they were having a conversation mm. with uh, whether or not he should be quarantining and if his job's did they, he's saying did he's they not tweet going out to. The Kane gang on Twitter? Uh, <laughs> the Kane gang. <laughs> yeah. Is, hey, leave him alone. The, isn't that what the tagline <laughs> is now? I think you might be right. I totally forgot about it. I, I want to see what Herman Cain is saying. I, I haven't been to the Herman, ghost of Herman Cain, Cain his... you mean? <laughs> oh, man. Is Cain it the Kane gang? gang? I, I can't even find it. it. I, I haven't been on Twitter it. in so long, dude. I've been trying to stay off of most social media. Um, Why? I don't know, man. It just... Uh, I feel like there are other things I can be doing with my time that are are just more enjoyable than than the old social media. Maybe do I? I don't even know if I have Twitter on my phone anymore. Actually, I think I'm. I think I'm going to, especially as I, um, especially as uh, winter approaches and these cold months approaches. I think I'm. I think I'm going to get back into the piano. I think I have to. Oh, you should. Uh, I'm running. I'm running out of activities to do. Because mm-hmm. I've, I used to, you know, I played soccer from time to time. I would ride on my bike, even go for walks and stuff like that. And virtually all that is not happening anymore. And now I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I can already tell. I'm like, I need to do something. This is not good. This is right. not good. Let's see what Herman Cain has to say. You got to get some kettlebells, my dude. You got one. Get a I couple heavier one. ones and go to town. <laughs> Just yeah. go to town. Yeah, that's true. Herman Cain, it doesn't seem like has any comment on... Nothing. Uh, rona recently there's a lot of tweeting mm. happening uh the claim of P- oh f- uh, f- oh geez have you okay, have so- you ever thought about that though buddy like what will happen to your social media after uh we uh, no because i don't tweet that much from our our journey of this life no because i'm not that active and then, and then i guess also once i'm dead does it really matter <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> i mean clearly it doesn't matter to herman cain right uh but I don't think I'm. I mean, once you're dead, I, I mean, who, you know, who cares anymore? You can do whatever you want. Mm. <laughs> well, you won't be doing much anything. Make up lies yeah, about me. Fine, mean. sure, whatever. Um, do you want to do a? Um, do you want to do a, a rate the apology? Oh, of course. All I right. feel like I feel like that goes without asking, Jared. <laughs> I feel like we need some sort of theme song for this. It's it's definitely a, a segment rate now. Rate the apology. Something, something goofy. I we, weird. Okay, I think that works. I wish I had a pen and pa- I would write that down. All right, seven. It's, it's, all right, I it's, got it's, it's up. It's up here, man. Oh, you mean the exact time? Gotcha. Yeah, it's up there for you. All right, let's do this. Rate the apology. Spanish newspaper denounced uh, for Ansu Fati street seller comparison. Have you heard about this? Do you know who Ansu Mm-mm. Fati is? I do not know. Ansu Fati is a uh, soccer player for uh, Barcelona, football okay. player for football? Barcelona. He's 17. He's from Spain. Um, well, he's originally from Bissau, 15. Guinea, but uh, okay. he's, he's uh, of oh, Spanish yeah, okay. nationality. Uh, and, you know, he's one of those young little wonderkind soccer players. You right. have to be to be at a 17. A protege, mate. On, a protege. On Barcelona. You know, that's pretty impressive. Uh-huh. Anyway. Spanish newspaper ABC has issued an apology to Barcelona, uh, excuse me, Barcelona forward Ansufati after their match report compared his pace to that of a black street seller fleeing the police. Oh, geez. The 17-year-old put an impressive display in Barcelona's 5-1 victory over Ferran Cevados. That was pretty good. 
on Tuesday night in the where's Ferran Savados? I've never even heard of that team. I have it no sounds idea. Spanish. I mean, it's it's La Liga, isn't it? No, it was Champions League. Oh, maybe they're Portuguese. Oh, could be, could be. Let's see. They Portuguese. are uh, Hungarian. Oh, okay, wow, so it's not probably no, close. not a lisp. Uh, on right. Tuesday night in Champions League, <laughs> sc- <laughs> scoring their uh, scoring their second goal, uh, Ansu Fati scored their second goal. However, the right. aftermath of the victory was uh, soured Short by the lift. paper's description of the yep. Guinea-Bissau-born uh, Spanish international. ABC's report said Ansu is full flight. Ansu in full flight has something of gaz- of a gazelle about him, of a very young black street seller that you suddenly see running along oh, uh, Paseo de Gracia. Uh, when someone shouting water, <laughs> when someone shouting water, water to warn other street sellers announced, oh, the, uh, to warn other street sellers is in uh, parenthesis, like the little square, the brackets. But I think mm-hmm. that, that water, water is like something they yell to warn other uh, street sellers is what is what he's getting at. Right. Announced, uh, uh, oh, announced that the local police have arrived. So um, now this now this kind of thing does not happen because now this kind of thing does not happen because for Ada Colau, the left wing mayor of Barcelona, Barcelona left wing mayor, they have mayors on their team. Is that what they call like the captain of a position or something? Maybe I'm not sure. The criminals uh, are the poli- uh, are the police and not the street sellers who no longer have to run away. It is also true that without tourists, business is rather weak. ABC uh, is known in Spain as a newspaper that favors right wing political parties and is an advocate of their Uh-oh, policies. Fox News, watch out! This is the Guardian, by the way. The author sell. Uh, thal- Salvador <laughs> Source Trace issued an apology. You tried way uh, too hard on that on that pronunciation s- for that one. Salvador Sostres <laughs> issued an apology of sorts, uh, as they put it, on the ABC website on Thursday morning. But local media reports suggest Barcelona may take legal actions over the matter. Interesting. Uh-oh. Do uh, you ready for the apology? Yep. As I attempted to highlight the beauty of Ansu's movement in his class as a young player, some expressions were interpreted as r- racial discrimination. That could not be further from my intentions or opinions, which are very favorable towards the player, as I have always expressed in my match reports since he made his debut. I deeply apologize for the misunderstanding and to those who, have ma- who may have been offended." The, uh, the report okay do you want to uh, let's that take a pause it? and that's the apology that's do you want me to reread did you get it yeah wh- one more time give it give it to me one more time this is salvador sostre's apology that he issued as i attempt to highlight the beauty of ansu's movement in his class as a young player some expressions were interpreted as racial discrimination that could not be further from my intentions or opinions which are very favorable towards the player, as I have always expressed in my match reports since he made his debut. I deeply apologize for the misunderstanding and those who, who may have been offended. Um, all right, you ready for my 1 to 10 rating on this bad boy here? Uh-huh. Uh, I, I would give it a 6, and I'll tell you why, Jared. I'll tell you why it's not like a 7 or an 8 or 9 or better. Because he never actually addressed that... What he said um, was racist. He yeah. was like, "Yeah, sorry that I may have offended people. 
Um, yeah, you misunderstood what I was. I never right. even first like, of all, like. Yeah, yeah. I, go ahead, go ahead. And, and the thing is, like, the the gazelle thing, I find a little weird, <laughs> but I guess I kind of get it a little. Like that, we do compare ourselves sometimes to animals. Um, and a gazelle is a very fast, graceful animal. Whatever. Okay, but the, but the whole like the the second part of that, the like street runner dude. Um, I, I feel like that could have easily been left out or he should have recognized that like, you know, like that, that statement was very inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so yeah, you know, and, uh, so you I give d- it a six, I'd give it a six. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably give it a four or five. That was a pretty oh, wow. bad apology. Okay. I mean, first of all, I agree with you. I mean, the gazelle thing was kind of weird for to me too. <laughs> My soccer coach used to always say uh, in Germany, he used to always say, "Get on your bicycle." That's what, or "Get on your horse." What is oh, what nice. he would say? So in uh, English or in two, German? Uh, he was German, but he would say it in English. Oh, that would have been so much more epic uh, in um, German. Maybe he'd say it in German occasionally, but usually he he would say it right. in English. Um, and so that's what he would say, and um, that definitely seems. I, I mean, great. He said that to everyone, not just me, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I, so I find the gazelle thing kind of weird too, but the, right. the 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 second part is so specific, <laughs> like a black specifically street seller. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, he's black. A black street seller that uh, that's uh, like running away from the police, and he even uses like the code word that they use: water, water. Right. Right. And in his apology, he essentially completely ignored what he said. As you said, yep. he never yep. mentioned what he said. Exactly. He's just like, oh no, I think he's a great player, and it's like. You're That's missing the, the entire yeah. point. Just because right. you think he's a good uh, athlete doesn't mean you didn't just say something that was insensitive. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you could say something insensitive to someone you like. Like that's possible. Oh, for um, sure. And also the fact that he, I don't, I don't, I, I feel like calling a racial discrimination was a little cheeky. You know, right. it's like they, they never, you know, these people, the racists never want to say racist. You know, like they never want to say racist. <laughs> it's 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 weird though man i feel like the way americans and the way europeans view racism is very differently and the way they interact with racism i feel like yeah. americans i feel like there are a lot of racist americans that are just like oh yeah i'm racist whereas oh I, well, I think europeans think they're past it yep yeah yep. but it, yeah. but they're obviously not you know <laughs> but so it makes them sort of more quote-unquote ignorant to it you know right like, like, I don't think I could be wrong, but I don't think in like a lot of like sporting events in the States, um, um Americans would make like monkey noises like they do in yeah, Europe. Yeah, throw bananas on, on right. the field. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, but I think because they think they're somehow past it, like they, I don't know, they find, I don't know, but I don't know if Russia is, is added in that group of people that are technically past their racism. I don't know if oh, usually when they're talking yeah. about Europe being past Europeans being past racism, I don't know if they include Russia in there, but still in general, I, I'm with you. That's why I actually kind of get annoyed when some like Europeans kind of get all high and mighty about your, like, you know, Europe in comparison to America. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, like just like, you're not like problem proof too, like a problem proof just because there's right. problems here in the U.S. Well, I I think I think for a lot of European people, they they just haven't interacted with enough people of different ethnicities, right? Like so, so they don't have the kind of and I'm and not that I'm saying a lot of Americans know, have like, this awareness. Like Paris, if you're in Paris or any of those big European cities, I, I mean think that's it's that's a little different, maybe. Yeah, sure. sure. You just mean on a bigger scale, though. 
Right. Sure. But even even if you go into smaller cities in France or Germany or, you know, there's not a ton of black people there, are there? Probably not. Probably not. That's true. You know, and I mean, I don't know. I feel like I had definitely had some, uh, no disrespect to any of my students in the Czech Republic, but I had some of my students ask me some questions that were, you know, I mean, borderline a little racist, um, <laughs> to, to say the least. Um, Can you give me an example of one? I mean, just just questions Why about are black like, so aggressive. Well, well, no, I had a, I had a student ask me about about black people in crime, and okay. why and and um, if black people are, if black people tend to be like a, more likely to be criminals than white people. Um, yeah, I mean that's he, just because ignorance. he said. Well, well, he what he said was is. Uh, I saw that there were so many black people in prison. He was watching some documentary, yeah. I guess, and realized, you know, had enough awareness, I guess, to to realize, like, oh my god, every almost every dude in this prison is black, right? And so, uh, so you Which know, is not I mean, wrong, right? But but I as think I they say, just it don't always know. goes back to slavery, <laughs> right? Right, for sure, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I'd say that was a pretty weak apology. And, and by the way, uh, other other people. Uh, uh, did not like the apology either. By the way, the report received widespread condemnation with Barcelona forward uh, Antoine Griezmann tweeting, Ansu is an exceptional boy who deserves... I guess it, he is a boy. He's 17. That's true. <laughs> I, was, I was like, it's so weird that you're calling your teammate a boy uh, who deserves respect like any other human being. No to racism and no to bad manners. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's so funny. I watched Formula One this morning, and they did that. Their little uh, moments to to end racism, and I was like, this is so corn. Like, oh, my God. Right. Like, all right. You got to stay positive. (laughs) Put an end racism shirt on for for 30 seconds, and then, you know, we did our part. Right. Especially after you win the race, pop it on real quick. Hold your trophy. Well, you know, they actually – I told you – uh, did I tell you they they made a rule because Lewis Hamilton, who's a strong proponent of black a pr- proponent of Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. they made a rule that uh, when you're on the after the race when you're on the podium, uh, mm-hmm. which is like where you know where the winners go, obviously, <clears throat> and you know when you do the post race interview, which the top three racers have to do, uh, you're you have to keep your uh, race suit fully uh, like done up. So you can't have like a T-shirt on or something like that, which That's Lewis right. Hamilton was doing in the past with like Black Lives Matter or like Arrest the Cops that Killed Breonna Taylor. But now he has a Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter mask. So, Ooh, there we go. He still makes it work, you know. I respect nice. it. But yeah. So I, uh, uh, I just sent you something, Jared, uh, because I think it's time we... Uh... Oh. <laughs> Untrend. Oh, shout out? No, yeah, 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 let's bring it over. I got so distracted by what you sent me. Yeah, but and anyways, yeah, let's spread some love. This is kind of a crazy story. I wanted to send this your oh way, Jared, just so you could see some of these pictures <laughs> and see this story. So uh, this is a, a story written by Angela, I believe, Hans, Hansberger. Yep. Uh, I miss restaurants, so I opened my own for a chipmunk. It all started when my uncle sent a tiny wooden, wooden picnic table in the mail. Um in this article, you can see this uh, little chipmunk here chilling at this little tiny picnic table. Did he send table. the picnic table specifically for the chipmunk? Or is he just like, this might be a nice piece of decoration? I think it was just a decoration type of thing, yeah. Mm, okay. Um, but it's it's hilarious. So apparently during <laughs> mid-April, uh, she got this giant box, uh, uh, and it was from her uncle. 
who had quite a bit of time on his hands, said COVID uh, shut down his business. I unwrapped layers and layers of bubble wrap, and there was a mini wooden picnic table on which a red marker scrawled out Angela. It was intended for hanging on a tree for squirrels, said Ed, but I took a shortcut and sat it on the porch, putting a few walnuts left over from Christmas on the top. By the time I'd walked... Uh, I'd walked the box to the recycling bin. A chipmunk had taken a seat at the table and gobbled up all the walnuts. The next morning, he came back and dined on walnuts again. He seemed eager. Um, so then she makes a like a, a makeshift tablecloth. Do you see what they named? Do you see what they named him? What they name him? Thelonious. <laughs> yeah, Thelonious Monk. <laughs> that is awesome. You you know who Thelonious Monk is, right? Uh. Isn't he a rapper? Isn't there a rapper named Thelonious? Uh, no. Uh, well, Thelonious is. Monk was a, uh, a oh, jazz pianist. and bebop pianist. Yeah. Yeah. Quite uh, amazing, yeah. amazing oh, wow. uh, piano maybe, player. I, maybe I didn't know who this guy I mean, I've definitely, I know the name. Right. But I feel I like mean, I've never pretty, seen this guy's face before. Pretty great name, Thelonious. That's a, yeah, that's that's a, a powerful one. name. Yeah. It is for sure. This is ridiculous, I mean, by the way. Like, isn't there, it? there's a full like in one of the pictures. There's like a little green egg, which is like a grill thing, and a mini little flower mm-hmm. pot. But then, if you scroll down a little bit, it gets pretty intricate. There's like a whole bar set up. Yep. With in in, in those uh, in the wood, that's like the the backing of the bar. There's like a some sort of it looks like almost you know where they do the fire thing on the wood mm-hmm. of like a chipmunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in it, this is a high quality mini production. They're like legitimate bar stools. <laughs> yeah oh they went but, I mean, all like in miniature. on this <laughs> all in on it this is jeez. Uh, i mean more power to you i sometimes i see my neighbor across the street feed the squirrels uh peanuts and it makes me mad because mm. it's like they're already like all you're gonna have an place. army of squirrels by your doorstep soon jared Be i've careful. actually seen a, a peanut just sitting on my uh, front window Ooh, sti- uh, stoop, but then later uh, it was how gone. It all starts. I think Ooh. the squirrel put it there and left it there for a bit. Like I'll come back and get this later. They're they're <laughs> trying. Those squirrels are trying to bait your house, Jared. Be careful. Uh, yeah, they're they're like late, like they're claiming their it. territory. Like That's this is right. mine. This yep. is this, soon. I'm going to be buried in a giant squirrel pile gang of wars, dude. Peanuts. Some squirrel gang turf. <laughs> You gotta watch. Yeah, I can't out. get involved. But yeah, but isn't that a crazy story though? <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah. And so I just wanted to share this because I think this is also kind of a fun thing that does relate a little bit to burnout and just what everyone's going through. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to all the people out there who are doing funny and crazy and ridiculous things like this during uh, a love. during the pandemic. I think it's uh, it's kind of cool to see what some people are doing and uh, love reading these types of stories. Did so. I tell you? Did I tell you about my boss? We were Mm-mm. we were doing the um, we do these like improv class classes I told you about like every like th- three or four months with my coworkers like my my work uh, pays for it or whatever, and um, <clears throat> he did like a full on bit in in the in <laughs> in the last one where every like like we would go into so we would do like these uh, breakout room activities, and when you come back from the breakout room. Like like you go into a breakout room with people, then you come back, and every time he'd come back, he'd be uh he'd be wearing something different. <laughs> really? And the first time it was subtle, so he had on like a a different button down, and then he had like on a blazer. And am I and I was thinking, I was like, is f- changing clothes? Uh, oh, I should probably shouldn't have said his name. Is he changing clothes all the time? But then I, <laughs> but then he came back no. another time, <laughs> and he was wearing a wetsuit, and I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. <laughs> and then he had on like a 
I guess you call it like a, not a pimp suit, but he had on like a, a furry hat and like a furry j- fur coat. Oh and, my God, and, and, and he hilarious. was just doing this constantly throughout the whole two hour session. <laughs> So he would just turn his camera off and on again. Well, no, he... when we would come back from breakout rooms. So he, so he, I, yeah. Oh, okay. So I guess he would turn off his camera as we go back to the breakout rooms, and he'd usually be like, I don't know, ten seconds or th- anywhere from ten seconds to like thirty seconds later than everyone else getting back, and he'd just come back like rushed, but then just be right. wearing a wetsuit or something. <laughs> That's stealthy right there. That and I was is like, hilarious. I, I never realized that this guy was so committed. Would be so committed to his own bit. It was kind of impressive. Uh, but yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I would definitely say so. Uh, let's uh, do some more translatables. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, I guess I'll get us started today with some untranslatable untranslatables, which are idioms, proverbs, axioms, uh, phrases that don't translate one to one into English. And we are here, your certified untranslatable professionals, to decipher yes. and decode the, uh, these for your listening and learning pleasure. So here we go, Jared. I'll get us started with a Croatian phrase, upala mi sekira umet, my axe fell into honey. Oh, I've heard this one before. We've done this one before. Does that mean like to fall upon good fortune, get lucky? Get get that ham horn going, my man. You are correct. I think I, I, I'm really. I, it, we need to find some sort of game show where where you or I guess we should. Oh, dude, we, we should, should totally start pitch it. that. Yeah, we should. Because I, I, I feel like I, I feel like I'm 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 reaching expert levels at this point. I would My first say one so. is uh, Argentinian Spanish, and it's estar remando en dulce de leche. Something about um, milk. Yeah, so dolce de leche is sweet a, milk or condensed milk, right? I I think it is condensed milk. It is essential. I, I believe that's what it is. It's like a thick canned milk. It's but really it's, good. But it's, it's like really, a darker really brown than than the condensed yeah. milk that we're kind of used to in our in those white cans that you always see here in the U.S. Si, uh, so yeah, to, it means t- uh, to be rowing in dolce de leche, to be rowing like a boat. That's to be like. Uh, Going with the flow, easy and breezy, baby. I would say the opposite. Not going with the flow and not being <laughs> easy and breezy, That's baby. That's exactly what it is. Not going is with the flow and not being easy. No, no, it's a little different. But it, so if 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 you you if you find yourself rowing in dolce de leche, you're 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 wishing things would get better. Uh, no. Well, why? Why? Cause things are crummy, bro. Give me that I'll dolce de leche. Give you that. I'll kind of give you that. Eh. It's to be in a sticky situation, like that's hard to get out of. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm rolling in did. dolce de leche. I man. see what you did there in a sticky situation. I see what you did there. Yeah. Very clever. This is why you get paid the big bucks here, Jared. <laughs> that is to be stuck for in a sure. milky sit- sit- situation. See what that's I right. did there. <laughs> <laughs> Giggity. I don't. Giggity, is, con- giggity. is condensed milk sticky? I don't think it would be sticky. Would it be? I think it could be. I think so. I guess it's sweet, so there's probably sugar in it. So I guess so. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, okay. could be. Could be. All right. My next one is uh, uh, also Croatian. Kalmuha uh, bez glave, like a fly without a head. Is that like you're running with running with like a chicken with your head cut off? I'll, I'll give it to you. I will give it to you. 
I, I'm actually, I'm not even confident I know what r- running with the, like, like a chicken with its head cut off even means. Like, I understand what they're saying, like a chicken keeps, but does that just mean someone's like super hyperactive or super, like, uh, like, what does that mean? <laughs> that person's running like a chicken with their head cut off. It means they're just going crazy. There's no plan. They're just going crazy. Okay. All right. It's like, mm-hmm. relax. You're running like a chicken with your head cut off. Kind of Exactly. Thing. All right. Exactly. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my last one, and it's Armenian. Uh, and it's, oh, I mean, I guess I don't really know properly how to pronounce this. Uh, but it's, por- let's see, I'll, I'll, I'll translate it, but let's see if I can, how close I can get to the actual pron- pronunciation first. Porto, uh, porte, te, 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 denal. It's really hard. <laughs> Here, let's see, let's see. Oh, they, they didn't even, they recognized it as uh, French. Uh-oh. Jeez. Sacre bleu. They, and they're like, did you mean French? And I'm like, no. No, sir. Oh, you know what I have to do? I have to use the, uh, here we go. No, I, I'm going to, I have to use the uh, actual, like their actual, uh, here it is. There we go. Whoa, what? <laughs> what? One more time? What was that? Hold on. Porto Tejedene. Which means again, sorry? Denel, actually. It's Denel, not Denel. Uh, uh-huh. To put a belly button into its own place. That's to uh, put someone in their place, Jared. Yes. Yeah, it's like revenge or puts or uh, yep. show someone in their place, yeah. Yep, okay. I'll put your belly button in your place, in its place. Well, at least uh, it's hard to sound threatening and talk about someone's belly button. That's true. Well, it depends (laughs) how you say it. Uh, I got one more Croatian one for you today, Jared. And it's Tiko Vino Vecera Vodu Doručkuje. Something about wine. Yeah, very good. Who dines on wine has water for breakfast. It's like you reap what you sow. Uh, y- yes, but this one is a little bit more specific to the wine drinking. It it, it gives you hangovers, and so you're. That's so, kind of what I meant by you reap what yeah, you sow. If you drink yeah. a lot, then you're gonna have to pay for it the next day. There you go. That's mm. what I was looking for. You have to pay the price for whatever you did the night before. Yeah, that's exactly. true. That's an important lesson for the kids yes, out there. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So be careful, kids. Keep it in moderation. Maximum three adult beverages when you get to that adult <laughs> beverage age. Your so your your go. buddy that I uh, follow on Twitter actually t- tweeted about uh, now recognizing as he approaches his thirties, now recognizing mm-hmm. the importance of drinking water between uh, his alcoholic beverages. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I I can't believe I'm relating this tweet as much as I can. That's very dude. True. It's a it's a game changer. It is yeah. a complete game changer if you. Uh, if you drink water in between your uh, adult beverages, which leads us to staying hydrated, which leads us to our topic for today, which is avoiding burnout. Mm-hmm. You know, they call it burnout because it gets real hot, Jared, and you got to keep cool by staying <laughs> hydrated. That is for That's sure. True. That's, That's true. That's for sure. Um, I feel like, uh, well, first of all, bur- what, what, how would you define burnout? I feel like I, I feel like I never heard of burnout until I was in Germany. 
Thought you, I thought you were going to say until I met you and I was about to be very offended, <laughs> no, Jared. No. Um, I think burnout is just when you are doing something uh, that c- it could either be very meticulous or it could just be doing the same thing over and over and over again to the point where you're just sick of doing it. Um, you need a break. You need some time to refresh yourself. Um, you know, I mean, burnout is, I think, anytime when you are in a job or in school and you're you're kind of thinking to yourself you're like what what am i doing here this is uh, you know um you're you're i don't know you feel tired you feel exhausted you're not excited or looking mm-hmm. forward to doing your work all those types of things i would say yeah. what what are your thoughts i would say if you're when you're feeling exhausted or overwhelmed with like work or, or school you know that's kind of work i guess uh and and when you uh like uh, for, for me, I think a lot of times it has to do with go not even, not even, you know, not even how much I work, but how long I go without like taking breaks, you know. And, and sometimes it sneaks up on me. It's not even like, oh my gosh, I've been staying up all all night every night, just burning the burning the candle at both ends, good, good which phrase. is a great untranslatable. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Or burning the midnight oil is another one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's not even that. It's just like, it's just uh, the, especially now in this quarantine time, it's just like all I, you know, it's like work is all I, I do. And it's sort of the only thing right. that I, I focus on for most well, of my Well, we have life. to be careful right now with, uh, w- f- for those of us who are working from home, because I feel like work technically never stops because you don't have yeah. that divide anymore of, you know, now is my my private time. It's not work time. Like I catch myself checking my emails well into eight, nine, ten o'clock at night, and I probably shouldn't, you know. But yeah. it's always in the back of my mind, so I do, you know. Yeah. Well, I would. I agree with you. I I, I would. I would just say that unexpectedly, burnout has probably increased since the uh, work from home situation. I think a big part of it is not having that separation, like you said, because mm-hmm. usually, at you know, with my job, once I I'm done with the day. I close my computer, put it in my bag, and go home from the office. But I don't, and that's such a very clear moment where I'm done with the day. But now, like, I'll be like, all right, I'm done. But I'll not even turn off, like, I have my obviously a specific work computer. Like, I'll not even turn off my computer. I'll just walk away from it. And next thing I know, Mm -hmm. like, 20 minutes later, I find myself sitting in front of it again, looking at something. And I was like, I thought I said I was done. Uh, and it's like, how did I find myself here? And it's like, well, you, I did left it on and walked away. Like, there's not that separation. I, I, and, it, and it really, right. I, I, you know, it shows. I, I feel like I can feel it. And I think the other thing about quarantine is that um, it's harder to go on vacation. Like, there's, there's, like, there's not really that many opportunities to go places. Right. And, and, and you have to be a lot more creative with how, with how you do vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Um. I do want to go back to your question, though, Jared, about what is burnout, because I am on uh, healthline.com right now, and I think they have a pretty comprehensive description of this right here. Um, so what is burnout? Uh, coined by the psychologist Herbert Freudenberger, uh, I'm assuming probably a German dude or Austrian dude, uh, in the 1970s, burnout describes a severe stress condition that leads to severe physical, mental, and emotional exhaustion. I think that exhaustion is a big part of it, Jared. Uh, mm. Much worse than ordinary fatigue, 
Burnout makes it challenging for people to cope with stress and handle day-to-day responsibilities. So, you know, you uh, I've definitely had that before when I was finishing my master's thesis where there was just some day-to-day stuff that kind of went by the wayside for a while. Um, yeah. That's, ooh, that's kinda, a good one. Mm-hmm. I wrote down some symptoms that I personally have when I'm experiencing burnout. Oh, let's hear them. Um, and I imagine you could you probably have some too. Never, Jared. I never feel burnout. I'm. I'm I would a, say uh, lack of motivation. Oh, for sure. Like I, I don't really, I don't really care. Like I tend to like don't really care about what I'm doing. Nothing. Like mm-hmm. none of it really feels like it matters. You know. Right. Uh, cutting corners. Oh yeah, taking shortcuts. Um. Obviously, like exhaustion, Trying tired. To, right. Yeah. Um. I would say challenge focusing, and, and not even during the workday, but like outside of the workday, I feel like I'm constantly thinking about what I have to do for work, um, and, and that's sort of like at top of mind more than uh, more than anything else. It's just kind of like always in the back of my mind. Uh, sometimes maybe short tempered, you know. Mm. And I'm not like a I'm not like a yeller or something, but maybe I'm just like less interested in Debatable. being conversational. You, you or... were screaming at me a lot when I came to visit last <laughs> weekend, Jared. You were uh... that's true, but I, I was beating you, uh, d- d- destroying you in FIFA, so it that's was only fair. appropriate. That that's uh, <laughs> fair. Fair enough. Um, so I, I think I, I think I'm more like short tempered, you know, you know, just and and I also would, I more... would add to that and say more irritable. Yes, I think that's mm-hmm. a better term. More that's a better irritable. term. Yeah. Um, and also wanting to isolate more, I think. Just not, yeah. not wanting to do anything. Or for, for me, another big one for burnout um, is I, I don't reach. I'm already terrible at contacting and reaching out to people anyways. Mm-hmm. But it's even worse, I think, if I'm experiencing burnout. Just because there is some level of, yeah, you feel alone, a little bit reclusive maybe. Um and I feel like yeah. in, in the moments during like those bo- burnout times, when you when you do have a moment to yourself, it's like a it, it is almost like a overwhelming <laughs> relief. You know, you're like, oh, I need. I don't feel like sometimes I do get that way where it's like talking on the phone is exerting energy sometimes, mm-hmm. and uh, and I and I, and like I'm I'm so exhausted that I just I like I rather just lie here in silence or by in silence probably means right. the podcast is playing. Well, I, Let, I, I get very burnt out now just with uh, the sheer amount of Zoom meetings. I mean, I have at least mm. four to six Zoom meetings a day, depending on the day. Um, you know, and, and I love my job and I love the work I do, but there are definitely some days where I'm like, uh, that's why I can't, like, when I'm done with work, I, I turn off my computer for a while and I play guitar or do something else because I can't look at the screen. You know, it's interesting. Some meetings I enjoy to see on my calendar, uh, and not even because they're necessarily like exciting, but because they're ones that, and in and, and my job, most meetings that we do, we're not turning on uh, our, our video. Like 99% of the time, video is not on. So like, I don't have to worry about sitting there and like, you know, looking at the, uh, you know, looking and looking attentive or whatever. But um usually what i i love when i see like a meeting that i just have to sit there for but not say anything which i have from time to time or you know like a couple of those a week is that's a great time for me to like kind of have an excuse not to work and to have like some downtime you know like i'll have my headphones in i'll maybe i'll Mm -hmm. i'll what i used to do sometimes take those in the hammock specifically um and uh you know because it's just on my phone or whatever and i can sometimes i can even get the skype and see the powerpoints on my phone or whatever 
Uh, and I would do that, and that would be a nice little uh, break. Or I would use it sometimes. I'm not. Sometimes I'm not great at eating, which I think is even more of a oh, thing yeah. during the burnout times. Yeah. Like I just, I usually I don't eat, or I uh, just eat like shit, you know. And so well, that's um, that's another important aspect, Jared, of uh, burnout. I think is is avoiding your own um self care and own personal needs so yeah. eating would be one thing exercising actually, is another shout out to my company because they um they put in on, on everyone on, on all of our calendars a lunch hour where you, uh, they blocked in our calendars 12 to 1 where you're not allowed to schedule meetings there because people Good. are complaining that they never have a moment to eat or, or for themselves during right. the day anymore that's smart it's just back-to-back meetings so right i thought that was great a nice move I tend to eat throughout my work day, actually, and I'm still doing stuff when I eat. Occasionally, I'll take a break, but usually I don't. I kind of like that, though, um, because I, I tend to be sort of an inconsistent timed eater. So sometimes I mm. like to have the flexibility to eat lunch at 2 o'clock, for example, or eat breakfast at at 1030 and then maybe, you know, not eat until dinner or something like that. I, I like that flexibility because at work, like, it's it's kind of harder, especially if I want to buy something, then it's kind of impossible for, uh, uh, or at least if I'm buying something at work, to, to, right. um, to like, be like, eh, I'm going to work and then buy my, and then eat lunch at, like, two o'clock, you know? It's kind of mm-hmm. hard. It, it would be weird to be like, oh, I can't come to that meeting. I'm eating lunch now, <laughs> you know? Right. So I do like that flexibility. Um, but, uh yeah, but it's still the, the meetings are, are exhaustive. Um, can I? All right, I, I have a conundrum that that it's been rattling around in my head for about Uh-oh. a week or so, Uh-oh. and I thought this is a perfect time to bring it to the podcast. This is mm-hmm. the perfect episode for it. So, as I mentioned, you know, vacations are, are hard to come by these days. You talked about for you for a full summer. You talked about going camping, and then you never went anywhere, which I don't blame you. By the way, I probably I probably wouldn't go camping by myself either, but. Um, I did go to the middle of woods getaway a couple of weeks ago. That was nice, but I'm still itching, and I got a lot of vacation day days. And the way my company works, it's like user to lose it. So if I and so I gotta you know use it somehow, and it's like I gotta go somewhere. And so my partner recommended to me that uh, there uh, that she has the ability to get a free um, well through points or whatever. Free a free stay at a resort for a week in what? Mexico. What? But all it would cost is the the th- a three hundred dollar ish plane flight. That's to not get too there. bad. That is not too bad. And I'm really, uh, I'm I'm struggling. And obviously, we know why we've you talked struggling? about it on the pod. Just do it. Do it. I was not expecting that from. We've talked. I was not expecting that from you. We talk about it on the pod that uh, airplanes are pretty safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seems so careless, you know. Like it seems kind of careless during a pandemic to go to Mexico on vacation. I don't know. And, and it, it, even though it, I would it think probably is relatively probably safe, safe. Yeah. especially you're going to be outside for most of the time or in your room or whatever. Right. Um, I, I don't know. It just seems foolish, doesn't it? Or it's like, yeah, it's probably safe. But, it, but it. if I were to get uh, uh, COVID, I would feel like an idiot because it's like, well, you, wh- why would oh, you be going true. on vacation during a pandemic? This is like you can't even handle not traveling for a couple months. Uh, like it's just such a I don't know. It seems like such a American like uh, like I don't know. You, you, you couldn't even not travel during a pandemic so badly that you I mean, risked getting all, COVID. All I can say, Jared, is five words. Use it or lose it. That's all I can say. 
So you would be down to go to uh, Mexico for three hundred dollars, essentially. Um, during prob- a pandemic, probably not. Probably not. Oh my gosh, how dare! Uh, um, so you just said all that in the talk, and you're like, "Oh, I wouldn't go either." Well, but. <laughs> no, you know, I would. Let me let me put it this way, Jared. I would really like to go. Um, I mean, of I course, would I would like, like to, go, to go too. It sounds great, but um, but I I don't I didn't think you would actually go either. Um. I'm not, I think I'm I not mean, sure. She's serious about 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 uh, going, right? Well, but I don't. I don't think. I don't, I don't think. It, I don't. I, it I just think seems. It, it just depends on if you feel it's uh, if it's safe enough. I would. I would look at. I mean, it's all calculated risk. I think at this point, Jared. Sure. Because it's not going to go away anytime soon. So you just if you're at a resort though, um, I would think you'd be fairly safe. But I. I don't know. I also don't want to put my good buddy in danger either. So, uh, and I'll say this: I'm not. Mm-hmm. I can't even fully blame my partner for for wanting to go or considering it or, uh, or you know, or tossing it up as proposing it as an idea, because right. I think that like this is also, um, I I've, like you you kind of have to respect in a weird I don't know like respect people's di- burnout and how people have like because I, I this is I I think obviously. A response to a level of burnout and being trapped inside in mm-hmm. this now what's turning into a very gloomy state for the next six months or so right um and and i think that it's just like a it, it, there is a feeling of trappedness and especially mixed with that burnout and just working all day and that's kind of all you do where it's like right. you it, the you know if you start doing the math in your head with your twitter twitter math you can be like this is probably relatively safe to do you know i saw the i saw the twitter headline saying that uh they've got good filters and circulation on the airplanes is probably a low chance granted i don't want to run into any kenner karens on the airplane i like right. that is also Which kind of could. in itself a fear there's always a risk jared <laughs> so, always and i've actually i've recently seen like videos on social media of people at the airport and just the amount of people saying they're eating and nose i get so dude i get so mad at people with their nose with that sticking nose out, out? I just don't like. I just don't feel like that's gonna help my burnout. Also, mm. is the level of anxiety I'm just gonna constantly have anytime I'm walking around at right. the resort and people get too close, or I'm in the airport and I see these idiots with their nose sticking out or the, or it on right. or ch- their chin strap. Mm. Uh, dude, I, I got so mad at this old guy standing in front of me at the grocery store the other day. He just was to chin myself. strapping it. No, it was his nose, and he, he, he was Ooh. with his significant other, his, uh, and she had hers properly on. And I'm mm. like, bro, and, and and I'm like, don't you? How do you not get? Oh my! You should have sneezed. I was just fu- no, because I don't I, no, because then I'm no, no better than him. Mm. I was just fu- I just fumed silently inside. That also doesn't mm. help my burnout. <laughs> That's true. That is true. You need to get it out, Jared. Do you feel like you're experiencing burnout? I mean, you're kind of new back to work. Um, I, I don't think I, I experience like hardcore burnout, no. Um, I think just some days it's more like a, like I would call it more Zoom fatigue where I've just been on so many Zoom meetings. I just don't want to look at a screen for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yes. I would say I would say like a true, I would say the last time I think I really experienced like true burnout was maybe my last year of grad school when I was finishing up my master's thesis. Um, I just felt like this level of emptiness, which is another part of uh, burnout, Jared, that I think is something that people need to be aware of is, um, at least for me personally, I did have this like weird feeling of, yeah, just kind of emptiness. Like, why am I doing this? Um, 
is what I'm doing the right thing. Um, oh, interesting. Like, you know, it kind of like it kind of seemed pointless. At a, at right. a, you're like, why exactly. am I even doing this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> why do I care this much? Yep. <laughs> yep. I can understand that. That definitely that's some serious senioritis. Where some of that mm-hmm. it, it might be a little bit like, especially at the end of high school or, or undergrad. Maybe it's a little bit more. Uh, it makes a little more sense. But I definitely rem- I definitely got definitely maybe not high school because I started a new high school you know a junior year so it wasn't it's not like it wasn't the same sort of burnout from being there for four years or whatever but definitely at the end of college uh like second senior year in general but definitely second semester like it's not even it's not I, it's not that i didn't care about classes but i feel like i just started getting annoyed at Stu- at the at my classmates and at students not just specifically mm. within my class but students sometimes like if, if i'd see like i was quick to roll my eyes at a at like a really drunk student or like someone like that was belligerent and whatever in some way or another i'm like i can't and not even that i can't handle it it's just like really we're still doing this no still no control uh after four years uh, like <laughs> right you should probably know by by then <laughs> Just have a slight idea of how that works. Like we had a uh, 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 someone in our fraternity that let's say he let's just say he liked to make a lot of lists, and mm. he um, and he would just all and he would just be known for being just like past belligerent, and it was just like how do you still how is this how are you still living like this like yep. nothing's changed <laughs> just getting shammered every weekend and I and I think just some of that was just like all right I think I'm ready for for. Uh, for some adulthood, which as then you know, after you pay bills for a couple months, you're like, I don't know, it wasn't that bad in college, <laughs> right? Could be worse. Yeah, exactly. Could be exactly. worse. Um, do you uh, suffer from seasonal affectiveness disorder? Seasonal affective? Yeah, that's how you say it. What's What's sad? Uh, that is when. Uh, as the seasons change and there's less sunlight and less ability to go outside, I guess I kind of talked about mm. this a little bit. Less ability to go outside, you st- you uh, it affects your mood. It, it can cause depression. It can cause trouble sleeping or fatigue, ver- um, and probably various other symptoms that I uh, that I don't know because I'm not looking at WebMD. But yeah, it just it has a negative effect on your overall emotional well being and mood because of just that lack of that vitamin D and sunlight mm. and, and able to go outside. Oh, I think I think there is for sure a difference. I mean, the it's it's just crazy, Jared, the amount of difference I think sunshine can make. Um, you know, like I I remember when you know when all this turmoil started in January and February. You know, February I was in Bali, and yeah, and and and, and when I think of like one of the in theory quote unquote most stressful times of my life, which should have been then. <laughs> I was pretty relaxed, dude. Like, and I think some of it was the environment, like just that beautiful sunshine every day, mm-hmm. you know, just being, there's a difference, I think. Um, yeah. I, I would say in general, I feel like I don't suffer from seasonal effectiveness disorder, but I think it's hitting me now that we're in the pandemic and mm. I don't have the ability to do anything. So like the only thing, the main things that were my like, respites to maintain my insanity 
like outside we are, are no longer options, whether it be biking or even walking around or playing soccer or whatever. Like I can't really do that as at least comfortably. I could still do it, I guess. Right. Um, and so just as I think about those not like those options not being there to me anymore, and as we're still going and we're still in a pandemic and I and now I'm gonna be kind of stuck inside, I think it's hitting me a little bit. But as I told you, I think I'm gonna I, I think it's about time that I get back into that piano at this point. Now that I agree. I, I'm stuck inside and scared that I'm not going to have anything to do. There's no, no, no better time. Yeah. You got no other excuses either. Yeah. No other uh, excuses, but so, I do think that's something that's good. Uh, Jared, regardless if you uh, are experiencing burnout or not, uh, I think like either uh, picking up an old hobby or starting a new hobby can be a great way um, to kind of help yourself out of burnout um, are there any other sure. ways that, that you know of or that like you would recommend to our listeners out there uh, in terms of kind of overcoming hmm. burnout a little bit? Um, I don't know if I have tips. I mean, tr- I told you I was compl- going to complain for an hour. And according to my mm. calculations, we're only at about 50-ish minutes. You're, I have a little more complaining. Short. Okay, <laughs> good. Uh, what's another one? I mean, maybe video games. Oh, dude. Definitely video games. So <laughs> I am now, uh, you know, as I, as you, anyone that's listened to 30 seconds of this podcast knows, I like Formula One. And I, the other day, I just, uh, I had a recommendation for a, uh, I, I, what was it? Maybe Forza or, uh, or a set of Corsa or something like that. Some car game, some car racing game. I got like a recommendation for it and I watched this video of this guy with like the full sort of setup. It wasn't anything crazy expensive. It's not like the ones that like Formula One drivers use to learn it. Like, a, But just like a simple little steering wheel and manual transmission and pedals. And I, I started looking up. I was like, I want, I, I want this. And I really wanted to get into video games. And, and I really wanted to buy like specifically racing games. And then obviously I'd probably still get FIFA and stuff like that and play that all the time. Right. But as a car person and as a racing fan, I was like, this is really I, I like this is really looking attractive right about now and maybe i'll save it for christmas and give it get it to my for myself for a christmas present but i would need everything so i don't i have a ps3 i probably need to update to at least a ps4 yep i um, might wait a couple months and just get a five maybe might be worth yeah it but that's more money run. then i need obviously the pedals the shifter the steering wheel the near, game near, <laughs> near. it looked so fun dude it I would was be like, pretty cool for sure i would say and i bet you that would be a great a great stress reliever to just, get, to just be able to drive through a city and race like a professional with this mm-hmm. chair and i oh man that I, I really want that i really want it um maybe i'll have to ask my parents for christmas like a child there, there you go <laughs> there you go you should you totally should <laughs> It's yeah, it's good though to have some type of outlet, whether that be a video game. For me, I think a lot of what's helped has been uh, music and guitar. You know, sure. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think uh, I think the big thing too is um, some people I think also need to uh, get out of the denial stage and just accept the fact that they might be experiencing burnout. That's okay. It's normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a big thing is to take take a mental health day. Take a day where you can get a lot of sleep, maybe even go for a run or lift some weights or play play some soccer or tennis or do something active. Um, yeah. Well, I mentioned that the first time I heard about burnout was probably when I lived in Germany. And th- that's in German, the phrase for burnout is burnout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Um, 
I feel like burnout culturally as an idea is not respected here in the U.S. I mean, it's kind of obvious by the amount of vacation people tend to get, by the right. way workers are, are treated, that like mm-hmm. the idea of burnout is not really respected. And we have this, as we like to say sometimes, this hashtag grind all day mentality. Hashtag and where it's like if you're, if you if you're if you're experiencing burnout, it's just because you're weak. You know, you don't. That's right. You're not a peak performer. You know, you're not. Gotta be hustling, <laughs> Jared. Hustle. And I I I kind of disagree with that. I, I I think I would say, but um. Well, that's why I'm a hustler, and you're not, Jared. So. But I I feel like I give into it as an American because mm. I feel like to a certain ex- sometimes sometimes I feel like I like to give the impression, and a lot of people like to give the impression i like to give the impression specifically to people i work with that like i'm always sort of working not always working but like i want them to know that i'm working long hours and that like if something needs to get done and i'm up until like seven or eight o'clock like i'm doing it and i feel like that is like even though that is sort of like unhealthy in a way i guess maybe you know sometimes Mm -hmm. that has to happen maybe but like you do like showing using that as some sort of virtue that i'm showing my superiors uh seems kind of like a uniquely american virtue that i'm trying to portray and i feel like i'm by no means the only one that does that i mean we've talked about uh, having friends that that you every time you talk to them work you know whoa god i'm so busy with work man i'm swamped with work like every time you talk to them right that seems to be what's happening it's like so you that's just your life you're just always swamped with work you just, always swamped enjoy, always like, working you, and it was like or you just trying to like portray i don't know is that i, I yeah and yeah. so i just think that uh it's not respected by any means the idea of burnout here in the u.s you kind of you're like oh you're not working hard enough if you're quite right. experiencing burnout well i definitely don't think we uh yeah, we don't recognize the 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 need for the whole work uh, life balance. I would say self care. Yep, yep, yeah. It doesn't really exist. I would say doesn't really exist. Um, I agree with that. I, I'd say another way that I I like to uh, soothe myself during a time mm. of burnout, which I can't really do as well anymore, is and I'm going to admit this here on the podcast proudly. I enjoy taking a bath every now and again. I'll Ooh. even put some Epsom salt in that bitch. There I'll you light go. a candle. I'll make myself uh, either uh, tea, coffee, or more likely some alcoholic beverage. There you go. And, uh, and, and really just zone out for like a good you know, 30, 40 minutes. That's, that's a great way to uh, relieve some burnout. You know, have some Sade on in the background. <laughs> Just be chilling like Some a felonious monk. <laughs> oh, for sure, without a doubt. Some Charlie Parker, all sorts of good stuff. Yeah, um, dude. yeah. I mean, I think just having some type of way to uh, chill, relax. Um, so all you have is music. That's all you have to go to. Is it? Is does that always satisfy you as far as no, burnout? I, no. Also, I have I have lifting as well. Lifting. Mm-hmm. I've been getting into kettlebells. That's been a, a cool uh, learning experience. Got some new ones, by the way, uh, on the way, Jared. Got a 50-pounder coming. Got a big boy. Ooh. So does I, I know you also like to read. Mm-hmm. Does, does when you're in the sort of burnout mode, which obviously you, you might not be in right now, but you have been in before, is that To Kill a Mockingbird? I don't no, know. this is uh, Meditations, Rose. Okay. Uh, Meditations <laughs> by Marcus Aurelius. Oh, I've heard that name before. Yep. He's um, 
Well, I guess emperor back well, in the I, day. I'm kind of going to already answer the question. I was going to say, does read mm-hmm. is reading something you like to go to to kind of soothe your, soothe yourself? But if you're specifically soothe reading a book about mind. meditation, that's probably what you would. That probably well, is me- a, meditations are actually like it's um, it's kind of like a journal of of things Marcus Aurelius observed and learned mm, and thought about. I see. I see. Um, but but still, yeah, it's not like a heavy read or an intense read. I imagine. Mm. Is it? Well, let I me mean, ask you this. Depends how you define either of those terms. So is is reading something you'd go to as a soothing me- mechanism? You, um, I just like to read. I don't know if it's a soothing yeah. mechanism. I just enjoy it. Here, would you like me to read you some... Uh, sure, some why not? Marcus Aurelius. Uh, we'll start with book one. Uh, all right. There's all sorts of good stuff on here. Um, all right. So book number one. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this is probably one of my favorites from book one, Jared. This is a uh, titled. Uh, this is one of his his seventh meditation, book number one. Uh, this is uh, what he learned from Rusticus, is the I believe the gentleman's name. Uh, the recognition that I needed to train and discipline my character, uh, not to be, and this is like what he learned from Rusticus, not to be sidetracked by my interest in rhetoric, not to write treaties on abstract questions or deliver moralizing little sermons or compose imaginary descriptions of the simple life or the man who lives only for others, to steer clear of oratory, poetry, or uh, belles lettres, which would be like pretty letters, like when you are mm, trying like to... flowery writing. Right. Not to uh, dress I- Ironically, up. using a French word is kind of flowery. <laughs> that is that is true. I think then it might have been a Latin word, but but anyways. Oh, okay. You kind of um, said it like a French uh, word. Right. Well, it's spelled B-E-L-L-E-S-L-E-T-T-R-E-S, which to me looks uh, okay. kind of French. Uh, anyways, this was also translated um, into English. So uh, anyways. What, uh, not, uh, what language was it originally in? Uh, he probably would have written in... Roman, Greek, Roman, probably Roman, Latin, I guess. I'm not okay. sure what language Marcus Aurelius would have written uh, would have written in. Anyways, this I'm not done with Rusticus uh, yet, Jared. Oh, so I'm here sorry. we go. Uh, not to dress up, uh, just to stroll around the house or things like that. To write straightforward letters like the one he sent my mother from Senusa, uh, and to behave in conciliatory way. When people who have angered or annoyed us uh, want to make up, to read attentively, not to be satisfied with just getting the gist of it, and not to fall for every smooth talker. I have mm. to be careful with that on this podcast, people, because Jared is a very smooth <laughs> talker. Uh, yes. I can't always fall fall for what he says. Uh, and for introducing me to um, Epictus's lectures and loaning me his own copy. So that was like uh, something he learned from the individual Rusticus. So, yeah. I like that. That's, mm-hmm. that's, and there's just like a, a bunch of those little stories essentially yep. or, or I'm done reading lessons. it, you can borrow it. I, I, that would be nice. Thank you. Yep. Yep. I have a lot of books I've been thinking about, like I need to read over again or read them and then do something with them instead of just keep them sitting on my shelves collecting dust. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about my keyboard right now. Mm. I need to do something with it rather than have it sit here next That's to me. That's fair. Collecting well, you know, dust. You know what you could do to get you uh, ready for uh, playing your keyboard, Jared? Mm, listen to some music that would inspire yes, me. Yes, sir. Yes, mm. sir. And I think our song now, of the pod today might uh, fit for that. I don't know if it would, it would inspire me to play piano. 
but mm. it definitely i definitely there's something like i i, I definitely enjoy it musically very much like mm-hmm. the way he uh it's very it's very simple it's it's a simple beat and essentially just him rapping i mean obviously mm-hmm. it's written but i feel but i he, i feel like it's trying to give the uh the sensation well the songs by the way is by toby nigwigwe in in wigway i put something like that i don't know exactly how to say it but um i feel like wigway yeah i think that's how you say it i'm not sure and the song is called clearing my mind Mm -hmm. and um it seemed first of all so we it's very like a it's the the, you know the it feels very stream of thought or stream of conscience consciousness in the way Mm -hmm. he's rapping and it really does feel like he's sort of uh he is sort of like Un- unloading all, like the 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 stressors and everything that's sort of on his plate or on his mind in his life, uh, and, and sort of the things that he's struggling with that he kind of just has to accept as his as his existence. But these are the challenges that he just and and as I was listening to the song, I mean, I enjoyed it, and I was like, man, sounds like Toby's experiencing some burnout. <laughs> right, no, seems kidding. like he has a, has a lot going on that he needs to. Uh, sort of take some time, you know, to him for himself. Right. The thing I really like about the song is like there is some kind of trippy guitar parts in there that sound fantastic, mm-hmm. um, and some keyboards I think as well in there. Um, yeah, it's it's a good one, but I agree with you. It definitely sounds like he is uh, um, getting his feelings out uh, through this song. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's great, and it's it, I it was. The whole time I was waiting for some sort of hook or some sort of course or something, but it was just like a, as I said, it was like a stream of thought for well, I don't know three minutes or something like that. But it's mm-hmm. but I but it was very compelling. I I, I never got got bored with it. It was I, I liked it a lot. I feel like I need to because I've I've played some of this stuff for this guy from some of this guy's stuff to you before, mm-hmm. and I've always liked what I what I've listened to. And I feel like I need to do a proper dive on him i've only listened to some songs on youtube but i need to do a proper like album dive on this guy you know those dives can be fun too especially if you because you know i've done those dives before and been like "Eh, i don't really like this person as much as i thought i did i just like this one song but i've also done those dives and been like okay you got a new like legit fan hiotis coyote that was just like oh i like this is a song of the pod but i was like i'm gonna keep listening to this and i listen to them all the time now I love exactly. when that happens. Yeah, you you gotta uh, you know experience some new stuff in order to uh, uh, know know what else you can like. You know, and that can happen to the listener too because the song will be on the song of the pod playlist. By the it way, it will check absolutely. it out. Absolutely, most definitely check it out. Uh, yep, untranslatable uh, song of the pod playlist. Uh, it will be a good one. Um, Toby Nwigwe. In w- right? Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Right? I got to be careful when I say that. Uh, don't want to miss misspeak on that one. Um, yeah, but you end check up it like out. That professor. Right. Oh, God. Yeah, no, no kidding. No kidding. Well, Jared, I think the, the biggest thing about, uh, you know, since we are coming to the end of the episode today, the biggest thing about burnout is um, I think finding something that will break you out of that spell or that routine. Go somewhere new for a little bit. Go for a hike. Go for a jog. Um, call up a friend you haven't talked to in a while. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of different things you can do just to 
kind of break out of that monotonous of if you're always doing the same thing over and over again, you know, um, get takeout from a restaurant you really like to change it up or something, you know? And that was big at the beginning of quarantine that like, you know, finding new hobbies or finding hobbies that you can do at home and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about the rest of the people that I saw talk about that stuff, mostly on social media, but I've definitely gotten a lot lazier from that very gung ho. Ooh, I'm going to be, I'm going to do insanity every day and I'm going to be, a diligent piano piano uh, pianist and i'm gonna you know I, I yeah so uh yeah get back to it and 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 and, and I, yeah even the stuff that you just started at the beginning of the pandemic pick it back up or you know keep going i guess so maybe i'm the only lazy one right but i doubt it the the other thing is too is i think uh people need to not be too hard on themselves you know sometimes people are so hard on themselves mm-hmm. um with what's going on. Um, we're, we're going through unprecedented times. It's okay if you need a day, you know, a mental health day. Um, but also, you know, make sure I, whenever I start to get kind of feeling down, Jared, I have kind of a goofy little checklist. Um, number one, I do, you know, have I had enough food and water that day? Because that mm. will affect your mood. I, I don't care who you are. Yep. I do not care who you are. Um, that can be a big one. Also, have I exercised in the last day or two? Uh, you know, especially if if I've been working out a lot and if I'm sore, I might take a day off here and there. But sometimes, even on a day off, I might feel mm-hmm. a little odd, um, and then and then might even just go and do a short, quick little workout. Um, so that's better than nothing, I guess. Right, right. Uh, I'm telling you, dude, those kettlebells are a uh, they're a game changer. Yeah, they are. A I've game actually. Changer. I just saw someone on Instagram doing this, so I started doing it. But this guy was talking about to um, to work on his grip strength. He grabs a kettlebell mm-hmm. by the bell part of it and like and oh, pulls yeah. it. That would that would definitely work on your grip strength. Yeah, and so I was just, sure. I, I was doing that at work the other day, just d- with my hand dangling from my uh, from my desk for a minute. <laughs> right i was gonna say a couple of minutes but i was like it was probably more like a minute <laughs> right it Fe- feels like the longest minute ever while you're holding it like that yeah yeah, yeah. I-, I think another big key too is uh knowing how to ask for help helps a lot with as in some ways also yeah. i think as a preventative measure for burnout because if you've been working really hard help. like a therapist uh, or well, ask well, for the, a, well it depends like what kind of help off. you need well, exactly. Depends on what kind of help you need. Sometimes you might just need help at work. You might need someone to help you if you have too mm. big, you know, too much Pick work. Pick up the load. Yeah, exactly. Because I think that is what really causes a lot of burnout, Jared, is is you just spread yourself too thin. Like we said, you know, you're burning the candle at both ends. Um, yeah. You know, that's and so definitely, asking for help. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a problem for me at my job because, like, I get a lot of, like, requests for stuff. Mm. And sometimes, I f- like, I d- definitely get to a point. And for some reason, like, 80% of the requests are urgent. It's always urgent. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and so it's like, you know, sometimes, you, like, you never want to say no or, or, or ask for help. Or at least right. I, I rarely want to ask for help. So it's like, yeah, I'll right. do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Next thing you know, it's like. All right, I didn't expect to be up doing it working until eight or you know eight o'clock, but you have to satisfy all these urgent requests. Right. That's why. That's why uh, to all, all all of our listeners out there, whenever I text Jared, I always text him with urgent, super urgent. Please mm-hmm. respond ASAP. All um, caps. All, oh, for <laughs> sure, all caps. You better believe it. Yeah. You better believe it. I just it. have many panic attacks all day. Every time I open a text, I'm like, oh god. And you're like, exactly. hey, urgent. How's it going? 
<laughs> right? Very, extremely urgent. Please respond now. It's very important that I know you're right. doing well and having a great day. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, dude. I think uh, don't be afraid to reach out to uh, someone to help you in whatever way you need help um, is a big way to help uh, either prevent burnout or if you are in the thick of things with burnout. Um, and and like I said, don't be too hard on yourself. I feel like especially to all, all of our listeners in the States, uh, we, we, we're, we're not very good at, at saying this is too much. Um, and sometimes we do bite off more than we can chew. Uh, sometimes it's okay to, uh, ask for help. And, uh, I know I'm not always great at that, but, um, I guarantee you, Jared, if I start feeling ve- very burnt out, that is something I'll probably be doing is asking somebody for help, uh, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. Good. That's so that's Jared, any, anything, anything else you want to add, uh, regarding burnout? I'm getting that uh, that car setup, that racing setup for PlayStation or Xbox or whatever. I don't know which there system we go. yet, but I'm getting it. PlayStation. That's going to be my my treat yourself, my self-care. I'm doing it. I'm committed to it because it looks so cool and I want it. Yeah, I would I would say why not? You know, if you enjoy it, that's, that's how I generally justify if I uh, end up getting another uh, guitar, Jared, or building one, <laughs> is, uh, is do I get some enjoyment out of it? Yes, I do. Will I use it? If I do, it yeah. might be worth it. So, uh, yeah, don't be afraid to treat yourself. Uh, and let us know at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com how you treat yourself. You can find us on Instagram, untranslatablepodcast, and see all sorts of great clips and other things. Check us out on YouTube if you want to see the serene background I have behind me to help me uh, stay grounded and centered and not uh, get too stressed or burnt out. Uh, What else, Jared? Also, uh, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, and let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Děkujeme, muchas gracias, shisha, and dos vidanya. That's right. Crank that up, Jared. Crank that up. I feel like this song in itself helps tackle my burnout. This song, this is a real chill song. Do you just have this in the background towards the end of your workday when you're like, all right, we're almost done. It's so close. <laughs> you just play it on loop for like 10 minutes. I mean, between, um, oops, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Between uh, this, like, between actually edit, like, doing the podcast and um, and editing it, I probably do listen to this song a good amount of time. It's a jam, dude. I, I love it. it. It's not bad, dude. I'm telling you, just a couple good little uh, guitar effects, and you're good to go. Like, that's one of the ones that it somehow makes it go backwards from whatever you do. Yeah, it's kind of trippy. Mm-hmm. All right, dude. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I guess I'm going to come to the German uh, hour this week. I think you honestly turned me off with the breakout rooms. I'm not even kidding. I think that's... We, which is ironic because we <laughs> haven't, haven't had any yet. yet. Yeah, we haven't had any All right, yet. well, if you promise you're not going to bring it up, uh, I'll happily be at the next one. 